When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. I need a little more upbeat to start for halftime with Usher, I think. I got to go, yeah, at that point, you know? I... I, w- I abstain from these conversations about the Super Bowl halftime show. It's a young man's game. People are always fighting over who should be doing the show, who should show up. I used to get wrapped up in this a few years ago. I would make my argument, make my case. And then I realized I don't even watch the halftime show. And that's not meant as some sort of I'm too cool for that or I don't like music or I don't like these bands. I am so wrapped up in the two to three thousand different wagers I have on the game. (laughs) Halftime is an essential moment for me to go through my accounting, see where everything is at, see any changes or adjustments I can make for the second half. Use the restroom, have something to drink, get something to eat. Because if you ever watch the Super Bowl with me, I'm just standing. I'm standing by the side of the TV the entire time, tracking everything. I, I, I'm not talking to people. I'm not fun to be around. I'm not the life of the party. I'm just there. I make it very uncomfortable. My wife has made it clear. I make it very uncomfortable for anyone. If I ever host for a UFC event and have people come over, like they'll sit on the couch. I'm standing up to the side of the TV, just right next to it. To the point where by the third fight, everyone will be standing around the TV because it's clear I'm going to do it all night and they feel uncomfortable sitting on the couch. Very uncomfortable. You know, I really I haven't been I don't I can't remember the last time I was actually invited to a Super Bowl party. I really can't. Like, am I that bad of a guy? How do you normally consume the Super Bowl at Uh, home by yourself? It's usually me and my wife. We, We kind of make a thing of it. I was sitting and watching like a few years ago, I was in the middle of a road trip and I came home in the middle of it specifically to watch the game with her because I I wanted to do that. But like uh, nobody wants to have me in their house. I don't know why that is. It's a big Uh, financial undertaking. But people have parties all the time. I just don't get the call. Right. Again, it's a big financial undertaking oh, having oh, the big oh, man. Oh, 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 oh. Normally, when you're accounting for guests, it's yes. how many slices of pizza per person. The big man might right. be, you know, does the, the big man, I'd imagine, likes to enjoy himself. He likes to enjoy uh, He does. He does. <laughs> and we'll speak in the third person here for the, for the purposes of this conversation. But I, I just, it just struck me. I'm like, geez, I don't get invited. I'm checking my boxes and box pools and stuff like that at halftime, but I'll pay attention. I'll pay attention. I anyway, never win those. That's that's a I'm, Joe Fornball spec. That is a that is my chair. I should be able to write that off of my taxes every year. <laughs> those damn Super Bowl squares. Because I I'm never in play. There has never been a moment where at any point in any quarter in any Super Bowl in history I have been close to winning one of those things. That is a charitable donation made on my behalf every year. I had one of the great moments. And I'll just make it quick. And that was when uh, I was seeing it. Uh, just fritter away at the end of Patriots Seahawks. And I had the two numbers, but I'm watching the Seahawks drive down the field. And then Malcolm Butler. Great, oh, great Malcolm play Butler. for you. 
What a, what a, congratulations on that. I have no idea what that feels like. It was amazing. It was everything I thought it could be. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. So our buddy Aaron Rodgers, and I don't even know why I just called him our buddy, uh, was speaking just a little while ago on the Pat McAfee show and, of course, speaking on what's going on with the Jets right now. So let's hear uh, a couple of his comments. First of all, uh, if you did not see it the other day, Michael Carter, one of the backup running backs, was getting into it with one of the coaches. It seemed like Garrett Wilson was really being pretty animated with Zach Wilson at one point. So here's Rogers on what was going on on the sideline. And there's, you know, some heated conversations on the sideline and different things. I think we need to hold our poise a little bit better across the, uh, really just offensively. You know, we need to, uh, uh, to not have some of those things happen on the, on the sideline and, and to be a little better and to be a little, uh, just be a little better competitors. You know, we need to understand this is part of it. It's not always going to be pretty. The most important thing is winning. You saw what happened in Green Bay. They were down 17 nothing and came back and won that game, an ugly game, 18-17. It doesn't f-ing matter. It's like you win the game, that's the most important thing. However, you got to get it done. Uh, two observations real quick. Number one, he has uh, made a comment there about basically his team, his offense needing to grow up with how they handle themselves. And I think that's more than a fair comment to make because it is a relatively young offense other than Rodgers when he is out there. Everybody else, Dalvin Cook's like the only other veteran. I mean, here and there on the offensive line, but you look around and there are a lot of guys who are relatively new to the league. And I think that's a grow up kind of discussion there. Um, Number two. Yeah, he's talking about the Packers a lot these days. That one just kind of slid in there for me. Mm. He's talking about the Packers a lot these days. He's talking about, you know, sent text to Jordan Love, all that kind of stuff. You see how the Packers handled themselves the other day? Eh. A little remorse there? A little you think Jordan remorse? Love wants those texts? You up? Is that the, <laughs> is that the text he sent? The three dots? Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, look... Rodgers is acutely aware of what is being said about him, what his image is, how he's perceived by by the masses. He's not one of those people. He's he might come out and give you the, you know, I don't really care about what's being said out there. He really does. He yeah. very oh, yeah. very much cares about what's being said and he works very hard to cultivate a certain image that he wants to portray. This is evident in the fact that he lets us into his personal life far more than anyone else does. We were never this aware of what Peyton Manning was up to in his private life. But we get the entire rundown on Rodgers offseason at every turn. We know if it's an ayahuasca trip. We know if it is the dark hole he went into. We know what's going on with the Packers. We know what's going on in his dating life. We know what's going on with drama with his family, with the, the Christmas gifts from how many years ago. Like, all of that is very, very public. He has it all out there. He has an image he wants to cultivate. Nothing wrong with that. But now it seems like, you know, he wants history to remember him fondly in Green Bay. He does come across as a guy who wants to be seen as the leader, the veteran, the one people turn to, the one that, you know, has the wisdom and the experience to pass down to others. And I don't necessarily blame him for it because what would you rather be? You don't want to be the jerk. You certainly don't want to be the jerk. And I think he watched very closely to how things played out in Green Bay to where the Packers were essentially like, we had enough of you, man. 
like, we're done with this. Yeah. They called the shot to a guy who for years did everything he could to make sure he didn't end up like Brett Favre. It's very true. I, I, that's interesting. To me, this Packer thing uh, just bears watching. Um, here's the other one. Him speaking about Zach Wilson on the, on the Pat McAfee show just a little while ago. Eric, if you can play it from there uh, on the idea that um, Zach needs to block out specifically what Joe Namath had to say. We got to find a way to block some of that out. I mean, obviously, you're going to hear about it, or somebody's going to text you something, and you might see some of a conversation about it. But when it's when you're riding high, you can't get into it too much. It's like when it's the whole world feels like it's crashing down, and you can't get you can't get uh, uh, you know too wrapped up in that. Look, Zach is lost right now, um, and I don't know why this is, but on a couple of occasions, uh, it has come into my mind that I told you a few weeks ago, Aaron Rodgers has to be uh, Apollo Creed to his Rocky Balboa, Rocky Three, mm-hmm. right? He has to be the former champ who now needs to uh, be able to uh, educate and teach and bring back uh, this kid to playing at a high level uh, to where he was in college. And then I just thought about watching Wilson the other day, and he looked afraid, yeah, you know, maybe he needs to be more Adrian. You know, when she's screaming at him in the surf there. Why? Why? Because I'm afraid. I'm afraid. <laughs> Zach Wilson looks afraid right now. I don't know what he has to do. Aaron Rodgers has to do something to try to help this situation. Rich, Rich Domini said last week he expects him back in the building this week. I'm going to I'm gonna make this part. I'm going to make this part quick. I'm from Allentown, Pennsylvania. I'm a fan of all the Philadelphia teams. I love the Rocky movies. Don't mm-hmm. put Wilson in that category ever again. <laughs> All right. He's not he is not synonymous with any character in any of the Rocky movies ever. So let's go ahead and 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 let's tiptoe away from that one and not revisit it. Well, it was really more of the what role I want Aaron Rodgers to play in this. It just it was a comparison. It was not saying he's I don't I'm not saying there's going to be a statue of Zach Wilson on the steps of the art museum. OK, it's like it nuts. I think we should be looking for a better analogy. Perhaps the two of them are like Will Ferrell and John C. Riley and Step Brothers. Maybe we could do something like that, hyping each other up. Where at the end, um, John C. Riley is is Rogers and he's catering, and the event's going south. And then Wilson steps up and has the big moment, singing and saving the Catalina wine mixer. And it's Maybe because that John C. Riley got behind the drums yeah it's not rocky we're not using the rocky analogy in any way shape or form to bring in wilson there's there's none of that Uh, it just there can't be i can't say like i i I specifically just insulted you there it feels a little bit like you did i worked in the city of philadelphia i understand the city that's not what it was was not in any way meant as a direct shot no way you got a favorite cheesesteak place there i mean i gotta ask uh ishka bibble probably or D'Alessandro's. I'm not any punk tourist saying Pat or Gino's. Come on. All right. All right. You don't need to get all banged up. Everyone always gets all banged up when one of those two places is referenced. It's still a good time. It's like we, we everything has to be so polarizing. This is great and this is awful. There, there are things we can do that are just enjoyable. That, that exists, too. I prefer to live in the black and white versus the gray. That's just me. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. The bigger question for the Jets is, 
Are they? I can't even read this tease. I can't. Evan wrote on Go the screen. Go ahead and do it. The bigger question for the Jets is, are they already tanking for 2024? I, I See, like, I, I, I can't even sell that crap. <laughs> <laughs> I have always said, because it was taught to me this way, if you don't feel a little bit dirty when you're reading the tease, you're just not doing it right. Right. <laughs> I, I, I need a shower after this. There you go. And we'll get into it. It's next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Flat on your speedo. Chris Carlin in the his house. Put on those floaties and grab a margarita. It's a Carlin versus Joe pool party. Tell you something. Back in the day, I could, I really, cannonballs were just glorious, a thing of beauty. I haven't done a cannonball in so long, man. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Joe's looking at me like, are you done yet? Are you I'm done? I'm just thinking to myself, like, are you? Do you find yourself yearning to go do a cannonball? I could yearn. I could yearn for a cannonball. Sure, absolutely. That's Especially a great when it's social getting... media angle right there. I think we'd love to see it. <laughs> It's getting a little chillier in the Northeast. I'll have to go find a place. (laughs) Set a cup to the edge of the pool and and set a line and see how much water spills out and into the cup. (laughs) And we can bet the over-under on it. There's always an angle. All right, let's get to it. It is a pool party. All right. 
Explain the premise of the pool party, please. We create a series of pools. There's a question and then there's a pool of ant potential answers. For example, we could say something like uh, pool number one, who is more likely to win the AFC? And then you could have teams A, B, and C versus teams D, E, and F. So we create a series of pools for this party and then we give you the best possible answer. I drive the segment, so I want to put the big man in a position where he can just go inside that big butt butte big beautiful bald dome of his and come up with the best possible answer so are you ready for pool number one let's go all right pool number one way too early would you rather be for 2024 and beyond so i'm gonna ask you which franchise in the nfl would you rather be starting in year 2024 and moving forward so just think of it as a fresh start you get one of these three franchises Mm -hmm. the new york jets the Chicago Bears, the Arizona Cardinals. I would rather be the New York Jets. The New York Jets. Of those three, and here's why. Um, look, you're going to have a top pick for this coming year because you're keeping your first-round pick. You're giving away your second-round pick in the Aaron Rodgers trade. And you have still a lot of very young players who are still in their first contract. You've paid a couple of guys that you had to, like Quinn and Williams, and you have Aaron Rodgers coming back next year. At the very least, at the very least, you should have an opportunity there. And it's not about with that first pick drafting, drafting his, pred- his uh, successor, but it is about potentially adding somebody else, especially on the offensive line, who may be able to help. So all of that, I think I would pick the Jets. These are three awful organizations to have to choose from because they feature three lousy ownership groups. And if you have bad ownership, there's not, you can't change that. Like, you had to drive Daniel Snyder out of town in Washington to get the change there. Like, you can't make the Cardinals spend money. You so, can't make the Bears competent when it comes to front office and coaching hires. So you your answer here the, is no? I would like to say no to yeah. all three. I will side with I, – I, honestly, I wanted to take Arizona because yeah. I like the way they play. And if they end up they, – they've been a physical force the first three games of the season. And I think Jonathan Gannon, maybe I was dead wrong about him with the way he's got him motivated. You get Caleb Williams, maybe you start winning games. I'll, but the, I, the Bidwell group, I mean, they're so cheap. So I'll just – reluctantly, I'll take Arizona. But I, I don't feel good about it. If, if, you, if that blew up in my face one minute after the decision, it wouldn't surprise me. Fair. Pool Next. number two. Pool number two. The better Kelsey Swift combination. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift or Jason Kelsey and DeAndre Swift. Ah. Uh, well, I I, I got to go with my girl Tay-Tay here. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. She's in the mix here. You know, Travis is, is just kind of there. Am I a Swifty? I wouldn't call myself a Swifty. But I would say that uh, I enjoy her music, certainly. I like Jason Kelsey a lot, and I like DeAndre Swift. I mean, geez, that guy's playing very well right now behind this offensive line. But for me, I, I got to go Tay-Tay there. By the way, uh, Eli Manning was asked earlier today if they're going to be able to tr- get Taylor on on the Manning cast. Like, if they got Taylor on the Manning cast, that would be absolutely nuts in terms of what ratings would be insane i i I mean mean, you have have more people watching that than watching the the joe buck troy aikman version 
Do we have a chief, a Chiefs Monday Nighter coming up? I think we do in a couple. You'd have weeks. to imagine. I mean, they won the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, they might be on Monday night a couple times this season. Yeah, I, I believe that uh, they are, and I will get it for you here in a sec as we speak. But uh, I think it's not that far out either, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, they're playing the Broncos in three weeks. Oh, good. The Broncos get to be humiliated on TV again. <laughs> October 12th. Then I can guarantee you more people will be watching the Manning cast and be watching the other part of the game as well. I mean, Denver, the Chargers, and the Raiders just looking at each other like that Spider-Man meme, pointing at each other, trying to figure out who is going to screw up the most to finish last in the AFC West. I'll tell you what. Um, Who's I would Swift? go with Jason Kelsey and DeAndre Swift. I got to be honest. Mm. They're out there producing. I haven't seen the other two produce anything yet. What have they produced? She just went on a... (laughs) Are you talking about what they produce collectively? I'm just saying, what does the relationship produce? I'm not saying anything 24 million people watching a game the other day. And the highest ever in in the women's, uh, like, 12 to 49 demographic. You can't prove that that had anything to do with her. You can't prove that. So, so, remember... (laughs) Correlation, not causation. <laughs> Peyton doesn't do Broncos games. Like, remember, they don't do Broncos. They rarely do Giants. Like, they try to stay away from those games on the Manning cast. Oh, wow. So we might have to wait week 11, Eagles, her team, at the Chiefs, Monday Night Football with By the, the way, Manning cast. We a might... lot of people in Philadelphia not happy she's wearing uh, Kansas City stuff the other day. That's fine. She is from she is from like outside Reading. Look, we got we got business to attend to as Eagles fans. We don't need to worry about what pop singers are rooting for. Don't get caught up in it. We still got Bradley Cooper up there. We're fine. All right. <laughs> the the goal here is the Super Bowl. You take your eyes off the prize and you focus on Taylor Swift. That's how you get beat by the Chiefs in the second half of a game. All right. The fan base needs to not worry about pop singers and who is or who is not rooting for the team. You need to worry about winning week in and week out. You got to keep your eye on the prize as a fan base that goes for everyone in Philadelphia as well. All right. Enough of this. Don't worry about what she's up to. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, it's the it's the Andre Swift and Jason Kelsey. They're producing wins. All right. DeAndre's run for over 300 yards the last two weeks. I don't see Taylor Swift out there running for 300 yards. So it's it's obviously the Eagles combination pool party. Number three, which of the following quarterbacks would you give a contract extension to? Mm. You can only pick one. Miami's Tua Tungavailoa, Green Bay's Jordan Love, Jacksonville's Trevor Lawrence, Detroit's Jared Goff. Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence, huh? Yeah. You're Tua, just going to die on this Jacksonville Hill. Well, no, no. It's a couple of things. It's Tua based on I'm concerned about him staying healthy long term. Uh, when it comes to talent I and what he's done with it so far, I'd give it to Tua. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, though, I look at that collective there. I have the least concerns about him long term among that group. Yeah. I mean, look, there's more than one answer to this one, obviously. I don't think there's anything wrong with Lawrence. He's a franchise guy. You're going to spend on him. I don't know what's wrong with that offense, though. I was led to believe that that offense was going to be quite explosive this year. They look like they don't have an idea what the hell they're doing. They're throwing all these check downs and these swings and these screens. Let it rip. You got Ridley. You got Kirk. You got Zay Jones. You got Travis Etienne. Let it rip. They didn't do any of that against Houston. It was it was just a struggle to watch. Uh, Tua, though, very rare to have a situation where a guy's in what? Is he in year three, year four? And he's the MVP favorite. His team is undefeated. They just hung 70. He has been incredible in every statistical category possible, and we're not saying he should get a contract extension. Very odd.
Very Carla odd versus, to be in that situation. Uh, very odd. He Carla stays healthy. Hoof. Sorry. No. Uh, listen. I, I, what he did the other day and what he continues to do is staggering. Yet we still have the concerns. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. You can, of of course, check us out on your smart speaker as well and on the ESPN app. The one NFL superstar who is already trying to get traded. That is next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. is absolutely ugly. So somebody had to make it, so I had to make it. One play, they had three guys accounting for it, and he still caught the football. Doesn't matter if he's double or triple teamed, he'll get open. But is he going to be getting open for the Las Vegas Raiders for much longer? It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and on the ESPN app, Joseph... Devonte Adams speaking out after the game the other day, and frankly, he's just growing a little bit impatient. You know, it's week three, but I don't got time to wait around. I mean, it's not a personal thing. I mean, it is a personal thing, but it ain't just about me. But I mean, it's not my mentality to sit here and try to take all season to figure it out. You use these early games like this to establish identity, and we're not doing things the right way to, to establish a winning culture early in the season. So we got to do something to, to turn that around. Doing something about it so that when we go out there the next time, it looks different. It's not supposed to just be a week of just talking about. You gotta go out there and do it. That's the theme of this year is doing it, not just talking about it and figuring out what we need to do. We did all that last year. This year we gotta be about it. Josh McDaniels said after the game that he and Devontae, and I believe he said it yesterday too, that they're on the same page. I don't buy that for one bit. And it's not that Devontae's like a malcontent or anything. The dude just sees the clock ticking right now on his career, Joe. And when you are looking around and things are not being run the right way, and you're in that situation in Vegas, a player like that, you are thinking about what your ultimate legacy is in trying to win a championship, and it's not happening in Vegas right now or anytime soon. Year two of the Josh McDaniels experience, you go 6-11 and 11 in year one. Okay, you are coming off a 10-7 and seven season in which the team went to the playoffs and had a chance to beat the Bengals. 
you go six and 11. Okay, fine. You have a foundation with which you can build upon. So you come out, you beat the Broncos in week one. Looks like a good win. Broncos are now 0-3, just got 70 hung on them. Looks less like a good win, but it's still a win. You follow that up by going to Buffalo and getting absolutely run out of the building, showing right away, all right, you're probably not an elite contender this season, but maybe you're decent. You follow that up with a marquee game at home, Sunday night football. You mismanage a lot of the game. You don't look well on either side of the ball. You end up losing. You have this horrific coaching decision at the end of the game in which you choose the field goal on fourth and four from the eight rather than going for the touchdown. Just bizarre. And then you end up losing that game. So you're one and two. You don't look like you're really well coached. Which direction are you heading? That's the thing. If you're Adams, I don't think he's so upset necessarily with the losing. It's just what's the reason to believe that the Raiders are headed in the right direction? It's the Raiders, more than a fair question. Yeah, it's a very fair question because he committed. he's committed a lot to them. You know, since 2010, they've had eight different head coaches. Come on. Eight different head coaches since 2010. You've had two winning seasons during that stretch. You haven't won a playoff game since 2002. You're in your second city since 2010. What is there to believe? You know, Garoppolo is not the long-term answer. He's battling a concussion now. So what's the quarterback situation look like? What's the defense look like? Is the coach going to be around for a long period of time? I can understand his frustration. Because right now, you just want to believe, even if you're struggling, that you're moving in the right direction, that you're Mm -hmm. moving towards something. And I don't know if the Raiders can answer that question right now. No, they can't. And it goes back to what we've been talking about a lot today. Good organizations versus bad organizations. And the Raiders have simply been a bad organization for a very long time. Here was the exact Josh McDaniels quote. I mean, at some point, you you want to have it instead of be learning it. I think we're all trying to compete and win. I know where he's coming from, and I do think we have a lot of guys that are coming from that same perspective, and it's frustrating when you put a lot into it and you don't get the results you're looking for. Yeah, or even have a positive feeling about what's going on. Like, I have no doubt in my mind that Josh McDaniels is going to be out after this year. And oh, really? That After year two? I think so. I mean, what would lead me to believe otherwise? And, it's, and here's the thing. He shouldn't be. What do we always talk about? Consistency. You need consistency. You have to believe in what you're doing and what your initial hire was. And if you continue to run guys out the door when it doesn't happen inside of two years, if you're Mark Davis, you deserve to lose. Now, having said all of that, You traded away a first and a second round pick last year for him, and you gave him $67 million guaranteed, and it's not working. You didn't give up multiple years picks. Maybe it's just time to move on, accept it, and try to go get the most you can in return, because I think Devontae Adams is still going to fetch a pretty nice price. Like, could you get that much back for him? Maybe not that much. But I think you get a first and a third for Devontae Adams if you're going to the right team with the right opportunity to try and win. See, here's where th- there's two conversations here because there's the, okay, if we're not going anywhere and he's upset, do we move him, get assets, and continue building? There's that conversation. But then there's the idea of trying to sell that to Mark Davis. Like, you have to go to the owner and say, we want to take our best player, we want to trade him for assets so that it can help build. To which, if I'm Davis, I respond, I thought I already gave you a year to build. 
Like, what was the 6-11 and 11 season that you just gave me? Like, I didn't bring back Basaccia because, you know, we were going to upgrade at coach, but he stepped in for Gruden after that situation went south. He steadied the ship. We went 10-7. and seven. We went to the playoffs. We almost beat Cincinnati, who went on to the Super Bowl and almost beat the Rams. So I bring you guys in. We go 6-11. and 11. I'm not thrilled about it, but okay. I can understand that that was a building year. Now you're telling me in year two – We're not getting results. So you want to trade the best player away. Why would I believe that year three is going to be a step in the right direction? Because the first question I would be asking on top of all that is, who's my quarterback in the next five years? Getting rid of Derek Carr and bringing in Jimmy Garoppolo, that's like the same thing. That's nothing changes there. It's an older quarterback who's good, not great, who's not going to be around long term. Carr's not going to be there another five years. Uh, Garoppolo's not going to be another five years. So if you're the Raiders, good luck trying to sell that to the owner because you already got your one year where you got to kind of make your mistakes and and, and have your issues and claim it was a rebuild. That's Okay, but who who do you think was making the ultimate call on what the future with Derek Carr was and all of that? Like, and who's making the ultimate call on major personnel decisions like Devontae Adams? I, I, I just think that I, I, I believe McDaniels and Ziggler are, are friends that go back to their New England days. I think they're working hand in hand on it. I don't think it's Mark. I don't think Mark. You don't think it's decisions. Davis. No, I think he's sitting there and I think he truly wants to hire people and let them do their job. I really think he does. I just think it, it, it's not going well and it hasn't gone well for a long time. So in terms of making the decision, you're going to have to put a plan together at some point. Like you have to convince ownership that there's a plan. And I, I, if, if I'm the if I'm Mark Davis, I'm looking at this and I'm just asking, what is the plan here? Because when we brought Devontae Adams in, the plan was to win with Devontae Adams. He was supposed to be an offensive weapon that put us over the top. Now you're telling me you want to move on from him. What's the deal with Josh Jacobs? We were getting a lot out of him. We're going to franchise and we're not going to sign him. Okay, so if we trade Devontae Adams and then we lose Jacobs in free agency and Garoppolo's not a long-term answer and our defense is below average, where are we headed here? These are all what fair am I excited points. about? These are all fair points. I just tend to believe that Mark Davis was a lot more involved than okay. maybe we're indicating here because that would suggest that he's just sitting and letting people do their jobs. All right. I've never seen any sort of uh, evidence to that being the case before. So, yes, I, I think he's going to move on from Josh McDaniels for this very reason. And at some point, don't I have to look at some sort of consistency? Or there has to be a discussion between Mark Davis and Devontae Adams to convince Adams this is where we are headed. We need you here to be a part of it. We don't want to trade you away. And if you can convince him, great. If not, I don't know how that's going to play out with Adams. I don't know how Adams handles himself. But based on this, this is kind of the first indication here of, fellas, what are we doing? Because it doesn't look like anything good to me. I mean, if we bring this up right now, um, and I'm looking at it on the fly, but if you're Devontae Adams, you're an offensive player who wants to put up numbers, the Raiders are currently 29th in points per game. They're scoring 15 points a game through three weeks. So it's been a struggle on that side of the ball. It's been a struggle for sure. Carlin versus Joe. ESPN Radio, Sirius 6M, Channel 80. Bengals, I think they made a mistake playing Joe Burrow last night, but there's a prominent NFL quarterback who disagrees with that. You'll hear it next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Burrow gives to Mixon. Joe finds him. Up the middle. He runs into the end zone. Touchdown. Bengals. And now he does a jungle jump. He dribbles it forward. The Bengals recover it. Mitchell Wilcox grabbing the ball at the 46. And that is Coffin Nails. Great first win of the year. No matter how it looks, we got it done. We got through it. No injuries. So moving on to next week. His name escapes me, but I always love that color commentator on the Bengals broadcast. It's Dan Horde on the play-by-play, but he, he's always like, nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. There's no reason for the Bengals to have been playing Joe Burrow, and I honestly, I get it. You're trying to save what you think is a season that is salvageable, but it's truly not. They're one and two. I don't think they're headed anywhere big. They might win the next few games because they're not exactly playing world beaters, but Joe Burrow right now is limping around that field, and it's just asking for his current calf injury to be made worse or to lead to the Achilles injury, which we have seen on more than one Occasion. So Aaron Rodgers was asked about it earlier, Joe, on the McAfee show. And here he is with his opinion on Burrow plan last night. You know, and I give Joe a lot of credit, you know, because he's dealing with uh, with the calf injury. And him and I had a conversation this week. And just for him to tough it out, I don't know that people realize how much pain and limited mobility he was in. But for him to gut it out last night and to make enough plays to win, you know, like I text him, that's what great competitors do is they show up, play through the pain and don't make it a big deal. But only him and a few people in his inner circle probably know how much he was, uh, you know, hobbled and hurting, hurting. And I give him a lot of credit for going out there. And, you know, they were owing too. It was an important game for him to win. And now it's a big win. And it is a big win. And I, I get all of that. But I also understand that the Bengals have been a terrible, terrible organization for a long time. And a couple of years ago, Joe Burrow came along as a savior, and that's how they have treated him. That's how he has acted. He has already gotten them to a Super Bowl. They gave him $219 million, and they're just ready to run him back out there because they're 0-2 on the season and worried about it all getting away from him as opposed to the bigger picture. And, Joe, that is what keeps them at being the Cincinnati Bengals. The thing is, when it comes to the idea of Cincinnati shutting down Joe Burrow, thinking about the big picture – punning on the season, you're asking them to go against their very DNA. Joe Burrow arriving changed everything there. Everything in terms of 
We're done being losers. We're done being a punching bag. We're done being a punchline. We're done with the idea of maybe at best we can get to the playoffs only to flame out because that's what it was under Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis had them competitive, but every time they went to the playoffs, they lost. They could not break through. Burrow changed all of that. And it's not just that they've become a winning environment. They have this mentality, this swagger, this DNA that you can never count them out that they are never out of any situation. They were 0-2 to start last year. They made it right back to the AFC Championship game. Two years ago, they're getting run out of the building at Arrowhead in the AFC Championship game. Mahomes makes a mistake at the end of the first half, and Cincinnati runs with it and goes on to win that game. Like, they truly believe they can win any game they're in. They truly believe that no matter the situation, they are good enough to win the Super Bowl. And it's that belief that has them as one of the better teams in the NFL. So to sit there and and suggest, and I'm not saying it's wrong, but to suggest that they punt on the season, that this isn't their year, they got to protect Joe, that goes against every fiber of their being right now because they're all about comebacks. They're all about never quitting. They're all about never giving up, and we're asking them to do that in the month of September. That's great, and I get it. (laughs) Everything you said is fine. Here's why you're an idiot. (laughs) Good for you. Um, Here's the problem. When you are that team and you go and you have that mentality, it's completely understandable when you've had, as I called him, a savior of the franchise. That's exactly what he is. But you watch last night, you look at the numbers, the way he's playing right now, not at 100%, he is not any of those things. They had trouble beating what is... I think we would call a marginal football team. Yeah. I think we would call them a team that defensively is probably a little bit better than we anticipated, but offensively is nowhere near what they were two years ago when they were a Super Bowl team. Nowhere close. And they had trouble beating them. So the next couple of weeks, you've got Tennessee and Arizona, and I'm sure it's going to look fine. Because you can go and you can win those games and everybody's going to be feeling good. And they're probably saying to themselves, just give me to week seven or bye week, then we can get Joe some rest. And then you come out and you've got San Francisco and you've got Buffalo. I don't want to predict injuries. I predict this is not going to end well. It's not something I want to do, but I see it and there's no reason for me to think otherwise. Joe Burrow playing at this level do you think he's taking you to the Super Bowl? Like, we can have that innate belief, but that belief, you and I both know, is sometimes delusional as to what the actual truth is. No, I mean, real quick, right now he's 32nd in the NFL in completion percentage. He's 33rd in yards per attempt. He's 33rd in quarterback rating. The only quarterback in the entire NFL that he has a better rating than at the moment mm. is the Jet Zach Wilson. That's yeah, it. that's not so, good. Yeah. I don't know if you know this. Zach probably uh, really, it's, if it hasn't crossed your radar, has not played well this year. <laughs> uh, really has not. Struggling a little bit I don't right know if now. you've Struggling. heard. So uh, when you're in that category right now, clearly because of the health situation, you really have to look hard at what you're doing. And I do think there will come a time, and I'm hopeful that there will come a time in the next few weeks. I, I almost root for the Bengals to lose one of these games so they could actually take it more seriously. Winning the other night, might end up being one of the worst things that could have happened because you're going to keep running him out there. You're going to keep letting him make the decision. Okay, you don't want to protect him from yourself. From himself, that's on you. 
But if you're going to keep operating that way, I think you're going to keep making mistakes that have hurt you in the past. And this guy who is the savior of the franchise can't operate as if he's the savior of the franchise. Perhaps a more important question at the moment as we reach the finish line here. Mm. What's on the menu for lunch today? What do you got? Don't know yet. Don't know yet. Undecided. You, you know what it is? A surprise. Go, go into Tuesday. the polls undecided on your on your choice for president. It is a surprise me Tuesday. And that on uh, Carlin versus Joe <laughs> is presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for, for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. I have a lot of work to do the rest of the day, so it can't be anything too heavy. Where are you? What, what, work, what work do you have to do? Oh, I've got uh, preparations for, uh, you know, football game this weekend. I Who do you, Who's am, Rutgers got? Who do you got this weekend? Uh, the Fighting Seahawks of Wagner. Okay. Nice little, so, uh, nice little bounce back spot. <laughs> nice yes. little bounce back spot for yes. the Scarlet Knights. Yes, that's right? a way to put it. Yes. All right. And then uh, I also have to host the Rutgers Athletics Hall of Fame on Friday night. So Who's going in? Uh, many people. That That's the work you got to put in this yet. afternoon, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that I have not studied who they are as of yet. But I tell you what, by Friday night at 7 o'clock, they will get the ushering in of a lifetime. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin vs. Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin vs. Joe podcast.